Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about shadow demons. And? And rocks. How you doing, Ray? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Fuck yeah. Um, today, Brian, we realize yet again that it's Year of the Fiend. <laughs> I just realized it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Again. And you're in, right. And in this Year of the Fiend, we have had a bit of a bias towards the Devils of Beator, but that changes today. We are headed to the endless depths of the abyss to focus on two specific types of chaotic evil demons, shadow demons and rock. Yeah. Both terrifying and powerful. One is a soldier demon serving in the infinite armies of the abyss and prominent in the blood war. The other is a unique spy that lies outside the normal hierarchy of demon kind. One looks like a vulture and a demon had a baby. The other looks like a shadow and a demon had a baby. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get into it, starting with the shadow demon. Yeah, Peter Pan's shadow got crazy. <laughs> oh no, it's horrible. Uh, when a demon's body is destroyed on the material plane, they are often either cast back into the abyss, eternally destroyed, or reincarnated. Sometimes when a demon is destroyed, however, their demonic essence is released, but incapable of reforming for whatever reason. This pure, unfiltered evil is channeled back into the abyss and given an insubstantial physical form, birthing the nightmare-inducing shadow demons. Yikes. These shadow demons exist outside the normal abyssal hierarchy since their creation results most often from mortal magic and not from transformation or promotion. Uh, trapped within the form of a living silhouette, these demons are merely shadows of their former selves. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, because they got blown up or whatever. They're all like, I'm a chasme that got exploded. Yeah. And like something was wrong in the reincarnation process. So, yeah, from the chaos of the abyss. Sure, it could be that, or it could be just like someone did some magic where, like, I did a, I did a thing, and now it can never reform, except for its essence is so evil and powerful that it reforms in a different way now. You got blasted into the the back to the abyss, mm -hmm. and that last magic missile like never lost sight of you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. <if> that... <laughs> right before you reformed, it exploded. Um, the physical form of a shadow demon is normally vague and undefined as it is often fused with the dark contours and shadows of its environment. They're quite reminiscent in appearance to wraiths or shadows, the monsters, uh, the monsters, not normal shadows like 
you know, the actual monster shadows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, by shining a light source on a shadow demon, one can resolve the nearby darkness to reveal their distinct shape. The true form of a shadow demon is that of an angular and slender humanoid figure with a pair of bat-like wings and inky talons standing roughly the height of a human. Its lower half is a vague impression that bleeds away into nothingness. So you don't have... you, you uh, Would you, these show up in dark vision or no? Ooh. Completely dark cave. I want to say no. I don't think dark vision helps you see these things. Probably. Because they are darkness. And if they're sitting in darkness, it's like camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no. Dark vision is not going to help you see them in that way, at least. Okay. I, that's my that's my ruling. I, I think so. Because the, the cool scene I'm getting from this is like you could roll perception or whatever and have your, your party like with torchlight. Like, what was that out of the corner of your eye? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just seeing things. It's like, nah, dude. Like, the shadow went away. When I shown the light, except it didn't. Yeah, it thought, should have gone away, but it didn't. I thought I saw something with big meaty claws. <laughs> In terms of active behavior, shadow demons are strikingly similar to devils rather than your average demon. They have a particularly strong interest in corrupting mortals and tempting them towards evil. They also revel in the capturing of souls to be used as currency when dealing with other beings of the lower planes, such as night hags. Mm -hmm. The key difference between devils and shadow demons when it comes to deals and soulmongering is their end goals, though. Shadow demons are like the undead in that their aim is the complete obliteration of all mortal life. And unlike the devils, uh, they do not acquire souls in a bid for power or status. This makes a strange sort of sense since shadow demons are kind of a semi-undead demon. Like okay. they're they're technically a demon and they're like chaotic evil fiends, but like there is a an aspect of unlife to them. Yeah, they're like de uh, I don't want to call them like diet demons because there's a full on demon, <laughs> a diet demon. like demon light. It's like no, like demon without the bottle. <laughs> it is it's demon without the bottle. There we go. Demons um, unchained. Demons unchained. Um, I would imagine that shadow demons are probably some of Orcus's top choices. Orcus doesn't like anything alive. Um, he doesn't even really like anything undead, but he likes them best. And uh, he's served by a lot of demons, but he does not like demons. So, like, on the hierarchy of things Orcus doesn't like, number one, anything alive. Number two, <laughs> demons. And then number three, everything undead. So it's like, if if he if he can bring a, a demon a little bit closer to being undead, he's happy. Yeah, he's er. like, uh, you're cute. Yeah, so I... <laughs> kind, of, kind of different. <laughs> I feel like shadow demons are probably deeply in his employ okay. um shadow demons live in communities of their kind within the lower planes particularly in the abyss uh molding sculptures out of the shadowy substances of their locations their shadow sculpting powers only work within the lower planes it cannot be used fast or effectively enough to be uh usable for combat purposes but you know it's a creative outlet for them so good for them okay so they're <laughs> they're just doing fucking shadow pottery yeah absolutely yes i mean shadow sculptures but yeah it's weird how it looks so much so phallic until it becomes just a, like a bowl or whatever <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> weird they're down there doing fucking spin classes and like wine night yeah, absolutely. In particular, they are quite numerous in the Dark Flame neighborhood of Zelatar, Grozitz's uh, capital city that exists in three layers of the abyss simultaneously. Uh, most shadow demons normally work under the employ of more powerful agents of evils as spies, assassins, scouts, advisors, and assistants. These beings include evil dragons, wicked mortal spellcasters, influential demonologists, demon lords, and other dark powers. Uh, whomever the shadow demon serves, they serve both well and effectively. 
Yeah, everybody every everybody wants their own special like rogue figure, in right? Their shit. And a shadow demon's a good uh, uh, what's the word candidate if you can you know contain yeah, if them. You can employ one. Yeah, um, ancient black dragons in particular are attractive masters for a shadow demon to seek out. This is apparently due to some mysterious link between the two monsters, whether social or in some way biological. It says nothing more than that. I got nothing to give you on what the possible link could be between the two. They're they're both dark in color. Yeah, I guess, and they like shadowy areas. Yeah. Okay. So the black dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just did Abishai. We did. And that the black Abishai are like they have rogue power a little bit. Yeah. Sneak power. Yeah, they do. Um, they have sneak power. So maybe there's some tie-in to sneaky with the black dragon. Perhaps there's nothing in black dragons really suggests that they like shadow demons or are sneaky. Or are sneaky. Well, Particularly sneaky. they're swamp dwellers, and they do they do camouflage and muck about and like yeah, they have to do a regular sneak attack. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the standard way. I they don't so. get extra damage or anything. Neither did the Abishai, no, but, but they. I think they might have a feature that's that's stealth related. I'm not sure. I'd have to it's go. It's been a long time since we covered black dragons. Yeah, I haven't looked at the stat block in a long time or used one. In like three years, <laughs> yeah, something like that. By either way, shadow demons seem to like them a lot. Um, okay. And shadow demons influence their already vile draconic masters towards acts of even greater, more destructive evil and take their master's souls when they die if possible. So it's about <laughs> claiming the soul. It always is. It's always about claiming that soul. Yep. Get get Secure that bag, demon. <laughs> shadow demons rarely interact with other types of demons, not directly in command of them, only doing so when working towards a common goal or when directed to by their master. Uh, shadow demons have a multitude of special abilities and nefarious methods at their disposal. Lurking within the darkness, practically invisible, they flicker through the shadows with supernatural speed, nimbly gliding without a sound. Their ghastly claws can tear away not only the flesh, but the fabric of the mind, allowing them to consume the target's nightmares, fears, memories, and other negative mental emotions. Um, being incorporeal, they can face their walls and other mundane barriers with ease. Their forms are unaffected by mortal ailments, severe temperature, fatigue, and are generally hard to injure by all but magic. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, their weakness lies in their aversion to light, as without darkness to hide in their true forms are exposed and vulnerable. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's this? Like the only thing you can get to like. You have to entice to get shadow demons to work for you. You have to entice mm-hmm. them with good like arts and crafts sessions. I guess so. Yeah, that sure. include pottery, uh-huh. shadow course. pottery. Yeah, and and like they're they're doing the shadow parties. Like I know you guys like pottery a lot, but the only there's now that you are satiated with that, let me tell you how we can secure this bag and get you some souls. Let's get this bread. Yeah, sure. I think we should take a rest so we can get some bread after we well, rest. Hold on, before we rest, let's go oh. over the stat block. Oh wait. Oh, that's right, because this split is going to be... Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about something else after. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we did a twofer. Yeah, it has been a while. Well, I do have the stat block ready, despite my eagerness to rest. I know you do. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to get the spread. All right, shadow tell me about demons. the Shadow Demon stats. They're medium fiends. They're, uh, they're demons. In case you didn't, in didn't case catch, you didn't that, catch that. that. Chaotic evil. Their armor class is 13. Uh, mm. they're, uh, I, it doesn't say natural, but it should. It definitely is natural. Or unnatural. Uh, HP is 66 or 12d8 plus 12. Speed is 30 feet with a fly speed of 30 feet. And we got a minus five on strength. This they thing have has a, a one, one strength. strength. That's about a strong. That's one stronger than a rock. One strength to rule them all. Oh, rocks aren't no, strong. Rocks they aren't just have strong. high constitution. They can do things that imitate strength. No, that's gravity. Gravity, Gra- yeah. gravity does that. I guess gravity so. is very strong. Yeah. <laughs> You, we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, Dex is uh, plus three, which is very good. 
constitution plus one, intelligence plus two, wisdom plus one, and charisma plus two. Mm. We got uh, plus five to dex saving throws, plus four to charisma saving throws. We got stealth is plus seven. Yeah, these things have wicked cool stuff. You know, hold on. Let's talk about this one, Shank. Like, they can't pick up objects. Like, they can't hold things. They can't oh, carry yeah, anything. Oh, yeah, they can't. Yeah, they, they truly are. They're like ghosts, basically. And when they claw you, they aren't rendering your, your flesh at all. It's it's purely a spiritual mental thing. It's purely a spiritual. Okay, well, let's let's get to that. Sorry, that go part. ahead. Damage vulnerabilities, radiant. So that's rare to see a vulnerability. True, here. and they have one. They resist acid, fire, necrotic, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Pretty good. Damage immunities, cold, lightning, and poison. Pretty good. Condition immunities, exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, or restrained. Can't do any of that stuff to this guy. Mm -mm. 120 feet of dark vision with a passive perception of 11. They speak abyssal and have telepathy up to 120 feet. This is a lot like an Abishai. Uh, Challenge rating is 4. Just nothing like an Abishai. <laughs> uh, incorporeal movement. The demon can move through other creatures and objects as if they were d difficult terrain. Uh, it takes five or one D10 force damage if it ends its turn inside an object. It's going to like fucking phase out a little bit of yeah, reality when yeah. it does that. We got light sensitivity. While in bright light, the demon has disadvantage on attack rolls as well as on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Shadow stealth. While in dim light or darkness, the demon can take the hide action as a bonus action. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. This creature is nonsense to fight, by the way. Right, yeah. I yeah. I ran one. I was like, this is so strong. Yeah, basically, if you're if you're up against a party and the party's like too strong for the shadow monster, the shadow demon is a great alternative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh and it's got its claws. Uh, melee weapon attack with a plus five to hit, reach of five feet, one creature. It's going to hit for 10 or 2d6 plus 3 psychic damage. Or if the demon had advantage on the attack, 17 or 4d6 plus 3 psychic damage. So it does get a bonus, for, like a sneak attack bonus in a way. Mm -hmm. It's psychic, which is like very cool to take on everyone in the party. Yeah. It, it would be interesting to see a shadow demon in charge of like a team of shadows. That, that would, would be, be cool. a nightmare to fight. No, it would be a shadows to fight. Nightmares <laughs> are horses. Uh, <laughs> shadows are the ones that could like take over towns, right? If they wanted to. Yeah, well, I pose that where it's like one shadow in a single town, they give it a week and the entire town's dead and full of shadows. Right, because they, they make shadows. Yeah, of, yeah. People they kill turn into shadows. And the basically. shadows is a lot like uh, like evil Peter Pan shadow. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's like a super diabolical one. Neat. So this is kind of like a, that right. would be cool. Can you imagine the, like. The lore doesn't specifically tie together, but the shadow can be whatever you want it whatever you need yeah it doesn't specifically but they just go together like milk and cookies man it's sure so do. good shadows like shadows and shadows <laughs> all right let's take a short rest okay selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We've returned. Do we have? Do you like podcasts? This <laughs> podcast specifically? Tell someone about it. It really helps yeah. out a lot. Or better yet, leave a review. Um, we recently like did a call to arms, and you, a lot of you guys did reviews, and it helped tremendously. It helped so much. Yeah. So um, if there are still people listening uh, that haven't le- left reviews, and I know there are, get on there and leave a review. Or go to Spotify and leave a rating. It helps tremendously. Yeah, please do. And don't just do it for us. Do it for all the podcasts you love. Yeah. I would really recommend it. If you want to help the creators out that make content for you guys mm-hmm. i would definitely that's it we've seen it pay off in spades mm-hmm. also we're approaching a pretty big milestone on youtube as well 40k subs mm-hmm. should be happening mm-hmm. or happened um i want to thank everybody that has left a review has yes. ever hit the like subscribe button thank you guys so much yeah so thank you guys really appreciative um we hit the we hit the patrons a lot because you know decayish money <laughs> but uh you guys are all a super important team that helps the show expand and grow indeed it's a nice rhyme you ready to talk about demons yeah all always. right let's you talk know me about the rock rocks are demons with a taste for carnage and human flesh that resembles uh that resemble humanoid vultures they are known amongst uh abyssal denizens as untrustworthy and flighty creatures ruled first and foremost by greed but their selfishness and fractious natures are paradoxically paired with their uncanny synchronization with each other in combat they are also said to be wrought from the ancient sins of hatred and wrath in mortal souls confined to the abyss. Rocks stand about eight feet tall and weigh about 500 pounds. Their bodies are twisted and gnarly with a long neck and limbs all covered in sinew. The parts of their bodies not covered in sinew, especially their broad wings, are coated with small gray feathers and their bodies stink of offal and carrion. A slime oozes from glands beneath their wings, spreading a film over their thick coats and their wide 
collars of pin feathers shine with mucus stabbing outward like filthy curved needles. Their bestial appearance is magnified by their long talons and vulture-like heads, but burning in their terrifying eyes is a keen and predatory intelligence. That's a pretty yucky description, yeah, man. They're, they're fucking terrifying. And, like, if you look at the image, I see you got to pull it up there. They're I scary do. as shit. If one of those things is in your village, run for your life. Yeah, that's, like, the worst bird. It's like, <laughs> it is the worst bird. It is so bad. Sinew, is that, like, mucus, or is that, like, little piece, like, little Sinew, fibers? It's, like, fibers. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, rocks are dull-witted, capricious fiends that live only to create pain and carnage. Terrors of the abyssal skies, they are dangerous fiends that prance merrily through the air, gleefully ripping apart their quarry with beak and claw. <laughs> they harbor a strong demonic bloodlust, relishing the screams of their victims. They gobble humanoid flesh whenever they can, uh, stunning potential prey with an ear-splitting shriek, then swooping down to attack with beak and claw. Also, if rocks can shake their wings, releasing clouds of toxic spores. Oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. They're super nasty. I, f- I feel like they're super pissed until they get their namis. They're like basically. They're but all they, even then, they're only sensu- sati- satiated as long as they're eating. Once they're done eating, they're yeah, they back go back to, to being be- extremely mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once thought to be loyal only to their own kind, rocks turn out to be treacherous even towards each other. <laughs> um, coveting pretty things, rocks will turn against each other for the mere chance to lay claim to cheap jewelry or ornamental stones. Anything shiny is enough for them. Despite this love of treasures, though, rocks are difficult to bribe, seeing no reason to bargain when they can simply take what they want from the would-be bargainer's corpse. This is the most evil seagull. <laughs> the most the most evil seagull, absolutely. <laughs> they are capricious in the extreme, only even working together due to their uncanny ability to coordinate, and they are un and they are well known for abandoning their jobs and joining with new masters they believe to be more powerful. That tracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the Gathering of Rocks. This is the second episode where we're talking about the gathering of a creature. I don't want to say is a known, good joke here. Is known as a murder. No. Because <laughs> that one's taken. <laughs> but these guys want it, so they took it. How about a bloodbath? A bloodbath blood of rocks. Uh, yeah. A blood eagle of rocks. A blood eagle of rocks. <laughs> no. And the size of the group could vary wildly. Uh, typically, they move in groups of under eight members, but they are known to organize into squadrons of ten and perhaps greater numbers in times of war. Anything greater than a 10 is a blood blood eagle. Absolutely. Rocks are employed as guards, elite assault troops, infiltrators, and covert operatives due uh, due to their quality skills in these tasks. This is despite the fact that they are known to scheme against their superiors. Rocks are not so intellectual as to be likely to succeed in their schemes. Uh, they are still carefully watched for disloyalty, however, as they are likely to switch sides without any notice. Can they cause an insurrection and get immediately distracted by like whatever mini horde this bad guy has in their lair? Yep, exactly. Although they make excellent bodyguards and enforcers for stronger and smarter demons, rocks truly come into their own during mass battles as aerial strike teams. They fly above enemy forces with various debris in tow, raining rocks and the like down upon their foes before plunging into the fray. Can you imagine hearing from above, like, steal their armor, steal their armor? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Among other demons, rocks have a poor relationship with uh, Chasmes, another group of flying demons. The two mutually hate each other, the Chasmes seeing rocks as rivals. Rocks also have a bitter feud with uh, Bulazau, uh, who they rival as the toughest frontline troops of demonkind. Bulazau's lack the magical uh, magical mobility of a rock band, but cons- compensate with sheer stubbornness and fury that lead them to never stop fighting. The two bloodthirsty demon brains will almost inevitably fight upon meeting each other. This is some gang shit. Yeah, it's some crazy shit. Dude, <laughs> shit, shit's crazy in the Steal abyss. Their armor! 
Gang, gang! <laughs> a, a strange set of supernatural abilities aid the Vrock in their violent endeavors. They can emit a blood-curdling screech so loud it causes those nearby physical pain when they hear it, sending them into a sort of daze. Um, in earlier editions, they had access to a spell-like ability. They had access to spell-like abilities that imitated darkness, detect good, detect magic, mass charm, mirror image, telekinesis, and teleport. So they can do those types of things, but not as a spellcaster. That was in previous editions. Oh, yeah, like ability and, level yes, stuff. Okay. Exactly. They could do those things, but they weren't technically spells. I see. Now they don't get any of that. <laughs> Sucks to suck. When Vrock's wings are shook, small glands scatter across them. Small glands scattered across them can release a cloud of tiny spores that spread about the nearby vicinity and burrow under the skin of those nearby. Oh, no. From that point, they grow into thick, vine-like structures for a short time and poison the victim, eating away at their skin. If allowed to run its course, assuming the victim survives that long, they stop causing pain after a few minutes at most and wither away in a few days. Oh, so if you live through it, it's cool? Yeah, but I mean, you're probably like the the point of them doing it is to stun you while they rip you to shreds. Right. Okay. <laughs> However, the most dreadful ability of the rocks is their dance of ruin. <laughs> <laughs> when enough rocks of a certain combined strength gather together, generally between three and five, they can begin a dangerous rite through wild dancing and chanting in an ancient language. With their talents joined together and eldritch screeching filling the air, the rocks can craft a weave of crackling lightning-like energy that can engulf the nearby vicinity in a flashlight and destroy everything within several hundred feet. So three to five rocks is a dance. Yeah, sure, it's a dance, <laughs> and then more than that's a blood eagle. More than that's a blood eagle. Older editions gave Rock the use of some spell-like abilities, such as uh, mirror image to create the illusion that there were multiples of themselves and telekinesis to pin their enemies, launch them in the air, or drop heavy objects from above. Um, but now they just do that with their claws and they don't do the other things. Uh, despite their many flaws, rocks are intelligent enough to employ effective group tactics, making them more dangerous than other demonic brutes. And once they start cooperating, a flock of rock are capable of being an elite fighting force with coordinated attacks of such perfect timing that even devils take notice. Ooh, okay. They're like, oh, wow, it's so organized. What the fuck? It's almost lawful. How could they do this? They're stomping on us. They're encroaching on our decrees. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, rock feathers can be used as evil spell components. Uh, freshly killed rocks, assuming they don't melt into goop upon death or uh, are otherwise destroyed, can be harvested for spores within 10 minutes of their demise. Okay. So Voldemort's going to keep one around to like a Vada Kedavra people? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Pulling feathers off of it. Um, any any questions about rocks before you pull up their stat block? Can we talk about that? Oh, dude, I already pulled it up. All right, let's let's go. Let me do it. Tell it's me about the rock. This is a large fiend. Of the V Rock, evil. The V Rock, Wayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, armor class is fifteen. Natty, HP is one hundred and four or eleven D ten plus forty four. They got forty feet of speed and sixty feet of flight. They are fast as fuck. Mm -hmm. That is scary. Yeah. They're scary, man. These guys are scary. They're flying hungry zombies. Okay, so we got plus three to strength, plus two to dex, plus four to con. Minus one intelligence, plus one to wisdom, minus one to charisma. Yeah, and, and you all said, makes total sense. And you said they're large, right? So they're like these things are the size of an ogre or a troll. They're big. Yeah. They're so big. I wonder, the, their body looks a little slender. Yeah. It's the wings it's, that are bulky. It's, yeah, it's sure. It's yeah. the wings. Um. Plus five to deck saves, plus four to wisdom saves, and plus two to charisma saves. We got uh, resistance to cold, fire, lightning, bludge, pierce, and slash from non-magic. We got uh, immunity to poison. Um, can't be conditioned as poison. 
Uh, dark vision at 120 feet, passive perception 11. I'm getting a lot of that stat. It's mm. just identical across the board for all mm. these guys. Abyssal and telepathy at 120 feet. It's a fiend thing. It's just normal. It's just a fiend thing. Yeah. It's just a fiend thing. Seen in the dark. It's just a fiend thing, baby. <laughs> Challenge rating six yields 2,300 experience. Uh, magic resistance. The Vrock has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. We've got actions, multi-attack. Vrock makes two attacks, one with its beak and one with its talons. Uh, the beak is going to be plus six, reach of five feet, one target. It's going to hit for 10 or 2d6 plus three piercing damage. And then the talons are going to be a melee weapon attack of plus six to hit with a reach of five feet, one target. It's going to hit for 14 or 2d10 plus three slash. Mm, uh, now mm. it's got those nasty little spores you were talking about. They recharge on a d6 roll of six. <laughs> a 15-foot radius cloud of toxic spores okay, extends out of the rock. The spores spread around corners. Uh, damn. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 14 constitution saving throw or become poisoned. While poisoned in this way, a target takes 5 or 1d10 poison damage at the start of each of its turns. A target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Emptying a vial of holy water on the target also ends the effects on it. Oh. You have the fucking uh, John Constantine like holy water vials on mm -hmm. you. He's mm -hmm. like escaping hell. Yep. You're yep. good. Yep. Uh, just so everyone is aware, a poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until it is cured. Uh, stunning screech. That can be done once a day. The Vrock emits a horrific screech. Each creature within 20 feet of it that can hear it and that isn't a demon must succeed on a DC 14 <laughs> constitution saving throw or be stunned. For the demons, they're like, oh, music to my ears. Until the end of its Vrock's <laughs> turn. Uh, Vrock's next turn. So yeah, like sending these. Yeah, let's let's talk about blood war applications. Mm -hmm. Sending these guys in to stun. Well, I mean, the stun isn't going to do anything in the blood war or the the spores. They're mostly going to do more yeah. in towns. Yeah, the spores are more about uh, fighting other mortals. I would say. Yeah, screech um, is for the blood war. Screech is for the blood war because yeah. you can basically set off a a devil EMP. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and if you send like a squadron of these things in the sky, so imagine. It's five rocks taken to the air, each of them with a giant fucking boulder, right? That's only a dance of rocks. No, no, no. The, well, uh, sure. It's yeah, five. it's a, it's a dance. Sorry, a dance of rocks <laughs> in the air, all boulders in their claws. They're swooping down over uh, uh, devil forces. They drop giant boulders. They're taking out foot soldiers left and right. And then they come in with a synchronized scream and like basically stun an entire squadron. And then they <laughs> they start ripping and tearing. And before the squadron could do anything about it, half of them are dead. Yeah. What do, what do you think they say when they do the screech in like unison? They're like, get fucked. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, anything you want to add about the rock? Uh, they're actually one of my favorite demons because I just think they're so scary. I should probably go over stun condition. A stunned creature is incapacitated, which is a different condition. Uh, can't move and can speak only falteringly. The creature automatically fails strength and dex saves. Um, attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything to add, though. Oh, shit. I accidentally expanded the, the image. image. And now I'm seeing the details of its face. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm upset. Yeah. Um, the Vrock, they're scary. If you want to scare your players, use one. Yeah. I think we can get ready for a long rest. Let's do it. Just outside the studio, ranking members of the Cult of Demogorgon and founders of the Dungeon Cast fan club, Grimly and Gromly, conspire to send their demonic master pertinent information to aid and abet toward the victory of their true patron, Demogorgon, in the Blood War. Shout out to Demogorgon. Let's listen in. 
That was a good episode. Not a lot of data to throw old Demo for. No, you know, he knows a lot about this. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, friends with the Blood Eagle. You were fr <laughs> friends with the Blood Eagle? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's eight or more rocks. And, oh, that's uh, right. That's and, you know, they they served you Gorgon, Gorgon pretty faithfully. You know, they're they're pretty. They're his best his best squadron. Wow, you're friends with. Them. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I I kind of wonder. You know, we spend a lot of time together. How come <laughs> I don't I don't really know them? But you know, it's fine. Hey, it was what before if... it was before we we met. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't didn't realize you were doing demon shit. Anyway, um, I was thinking maybe this could be more of like a you know soothe demo kind of thing. Is he having a bad day? Well, no, probably not. He's probably having a pretty good day. Okay. Demon Goron's the best, but um, yes. maybe we could like you know more like a bedtime story. Like, like bedtime? here's some, here's some stories uh, about frogs and shadow demons that you already know. Oh. He already knows. I mean, we could try it. it we got a lot like, of I feel like we're crossing some lines here. We got a yeah, lot of. I don't think I. I don't know if I told you this or not, but we got a lot of trouble for spending so much time talking about quasits. He was like. I fucking know about closets, you guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. You were right. You said you mentioned that. So, I mean, should we even send him anything about this? I well, that's what I'm saying is we gotta do. We gotta report in. We can't. We can't just skip this one. <laughs> I don't. I, I think he'll. He's gonna know if we skip. Okay. All right. Let's just, let's do it. He watches the dungeon cast pretty. Then why does he need us? I don't understand. We have to send him the data ahead of time. Okay, fine. He's a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> okay. He gets everything early. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna activate the rune magic. Siri set a timer for one minute. Okay, okay go! Okay, um, so they did Shadow Demons of Roxy. You already know a lot about them. Yeah. Uh, you, you know that you know that one blood eagle that serves you real well, yeah. You you know you know them. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe. Sh Shadow Demons aren't really demons. Can we agree on that? Yeah, they're like uh they're like They're like ghosts. They're like unleashed. They're like bad ghosts. They're just like essence. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you could take some shadow demon and put, and put it in one of those aerators, with like the essential oils. What do they call those? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. They like make the room smell good. Maybe a shadow make little the room piece smell of like shadow, shadow make the room smell like demon. Oh, Dark Lord, you should totally do that. Yeah, and if to you your said, tower, that'd be what great. What are those things called? Demon, we're gonna send you whatever these things. Those, those infusion <laughs> machines. Yeah. And you just run a shadow demon right through it. Just have one on tap. Yeah. Just have it dripping yeah. in there. That's useful. That's good. And then after after some good blood warring, you can go hang out. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good timing. <laughs> Hopefully he got some sort of use out of that and we're not in trouble. No, no, we, we reported in. He's, he's mostly making sure. He wants to know about devil stuff. He made that very clear. Okay, well, we've given him plenty of that. So. It's only demon stuff today. Yeah. It's not our fault. No, it's not. We it's don't not. make the show. No, we don't. It's, we don't. It's it's our fault when we get in there. I don't know. He's a little bit chaotic in, in terms of mood. Yes. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Long Rest. This is the part of the show where we decompress and put on a little bit of a diffusion. Lavender scents. And make the room smell good. Indeed. Yeah. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show and being awesome about it. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for leaving iTunes reviews and hitting like, subscribe, and all that, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. um, we want to thank everybody on Patreon one more time. Uh, that's the number one way to support us. It takes a lot of time and resources to make the show, and you guys make it worthwhile. Uh, everybody does, but the people on Patreon give us that good, 
good hard cash money. <laughs> you get a lot of stuff in return. You get um, early episodes, no ads, exclusive merch, tons of bonus content, hours and hours of bonus content of live plays and stuff. Um, if that doesn't work out for you, though, you can leave uh, a review on whatever podcasting app you be rocking or, you know, YouTube, whatever comments and stuff. Those are cool. We have a merch store with ex- uh, really cool, not exclusive items, items everybody can get mm-hmm. um, for monetary I mean, value. You can only get them exclusively at that merch store. Yeah. They're exclusive <laughs> in a way. Be exclusive with us. Uh, let's see. What is this? It's a hair. I don't even know. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and then it just says blood Eagle. Spread the word. <laughs> Not the eagle. Uh, spread the word about the show. That's that's one of the best things is to make people aware that it exists so they have the chance to like it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We're into that. Um, join our Discord or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. We are present on all of those. Um, our Discord is a really cool place where you can go get like tips for games, characters, uh, life advice in the off topic, maybe if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, people share, share art, they share D&D jokes, cooking um, contests, they put games together, Arts there's a cooking crafts. contest. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. Homebrew, a lot of cool stuff. Um, you can tell the mods what your favorite Dungeon Cast episode is, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. We also have a Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, we're always putting content up on those. Um, so go follow us and see what we're up to. Yeah, you can see what we're up to. We're gonna call it a game, is what we're up to right now. All right. Let's call the game. Talk to you guys later. The Dungeon Cast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.